am going to make sure that we're going to record this one and it is currently rolling. So, well, thank you again for, for uh, being with us. And I, once again, I apologize for my unprofessional recording you know, or lack of recording the first time. I just, I was so enthralled by the conversation. I just forgot to no get a recording. So um, I really appreciate you, you doing this again. So I'll just do a real quick, quick no, uh, chat and, um, I actually watched a a video that I hadn't watched the first time. It was on Vimeo, and I think it was mm -hmm. probably you were probably talking to people at your maybe at your venue, and it was maybe nine months ago or something like that. Okay. But mm -hmm. uh, in, anyway, I'm going to ask you a couple of things that you you said during that that are okay that I thought yeah. were, were really interesting. So. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get rolling, but uh, hopefully I can answer, but no, we'll try. <laughs> I, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, I am going to do it like I did before. I'm going to do a very short uh, little intro and mm -hmm. ask you to give us a little background and we'll get rolling. Fantastic. All right. You're about ready to go. I am. All right. About three seconds here. Okay. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and my guest today is Gro Dennis. Gro, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited. Well, it's a pleasure, and uh, I, I do have to tell you, this is our second crack at the uh, at the whip here because I we had a, an interview the couple of days ago, and I forgot to hit the record button. But I am fully confident that this one's even going to be better. The first one was great, but this one's going to be better because. Now I've had more time to do a little research so I can ask you even better questions than I did the first time. But thank you for your, for uh, just showing up twice. No, absolutely. And I think this is a good uh, way of proving uh, the Silicon Valley quote, uh, fail fast forward. Because <laughs> exactly. that is actually one of, the, one of the challenges that we in the Nordics have. We don't like to fail. And well, that's why it's all, also difficult to innovate uh, in a big way. So. Well, it is great that uh, it's an interesting segue that you brought that up because I'm going to circle back in just a, just a couple of minutes about that very thing. But uh, tell our listeners a little bit about Grow. Yeah, so first of my all, name... pronounce your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my name is Grow, but I actually like to say Grow because uh, as the head of uh, Innovation Norway, which is Norway's uh, trade promoting and inward investment agency, uh, that is what the job is pretty much about to try and trigger sustainable growth in uh, Norwegian economy and businesses by leveraging the uh, global markets. And um, I am uh, based out of Silicon Valley normally, and I've been there the last uh, six and a half years. Um, before that, uh, I worked for the, for the same organization for many years. And uh, because I, I'm really passionate about our mandate, and um, I think that Norway has a lot of great sustainable solutions to promote to the market, and it's a pleasure to be paid to promote all of these good solutions. And not to mention a country that we would like to see even more travelers um, in going forward after the, hopefully the pandemic would be all manage the pandemic better. Well, no, on our first time we chatted, I'd take a step backwards and, and walk us through how you kind of ended up in, in this line of work. 
Yeah, it was actually quite coincidental in that um, I'm an economist by training uh, with psychology on the side. And um, back in business school, uh, I didn't really understand much of the the subject um, SQL coding, for example. We had some uh, classes in uh, technology subjects, and I didn't really understand that much, but I did actually really well. And uh, every time I tried to segue away from technology, it just came back and hit me in the back end. And so I learned to love it. And uh, today I, I find my sweet spot in between uh, technology and business development. And um, um, so I feel that coming from Norway and being allowed to work out of Silicon Valley is like winning, winning the lottery twice. <laughs> and um, yeah, so um, I originally worked for Accenture uh, as, an, as a consultant, like uh, every, uh, let's say, good business graduate in my generation did. And um, after a couple of years, I felt like a, a small piece in a very big puzzle and uh, wanted to you know, follow my passions of exploring the world and understanding what makes people in different cultures tick, etc. And so one of my, um, I lived in, a, in an apartment together with um, three other people. And one of them came home one day and said he had applied for a job in uh, the Norwegian Trade Council in Germany. And I asked, uh, did they have any other great uh, cities and he said yeah London so and I'd never been to London so I thought sounds like a great place <laughs> <laughs> I applied for the job and and got it a little bit like like I like to say like Pippi Longstocking <laughs> I've never done it before so I'm sure I can do it <laughs> absolutely so how, how long were you in London before you and and did you come from the UK to the US I did not. So I have been um, in London for three and a half years and then in Oslo for many years, then to San Francisco for a short period of time, back to Oslo, and then back to San Francisco in 2014. And this is all with the, the Norwegian Trade Council or similar? Yes, and Innovation Norway. Yes. Okay. So right. trade promotion and inward investment uh, promotion work. And also, we also represent the um, um, industry abroad so visit Norway. Well tell us a little bit about the ethos behind Innovation Norway. So the thinking is uh, that obviously Norway is a small country and, um, and a much too small both market and economy to uh, not rely on an international and global market. And also we like to consider ourselves leading in some industries that are very important across the world, such as energy, maritime, aquaculture. And um, the thinking is that um, um, the market needs a trigger uh, in order to, to grow internationally and uh, we are there to support that Norwegian industries can to try and lower the barrier barrier basically reduce the cost and time to market so that's the thinking 
So, I mean, I think, I think for people like myself that, that may not be all that familiar with, with kind of the Scandinavian strengths and weaknesses, and, but it seems like to me that, that uh, Norway also has had a history of oil because of the, the reserves that may be in the North Sea or whatever. So, I, you know, in our chat a couple of days ago in our chat and just starting today, I mean, you've never mentioned, you know, that at all in, in any of your, your discussions. Do you see the, the Norwegian economy kind of moving away from that? Or what's the, how does that fit into to kind of the innovation side of things? Yeah, so, so I think uh, in many situations, Norway is not uh, ranking top of innovation rankings because the traditional industry is not uh, generally seen as an innovative industry, even though there are substantial amounts of IP, etc. And so uh, Norway is a nation built on uh, and by the sea. So we like to say we live by, off and with the sea or even in the sea. Uh, and we were... Um, seafarers back in history mm -hmm. and all our knowledge is about what is happening in the ocean so everything from seafood to offshore wind uh, like you say offshore oil and gas energy floating solar um, and maritime shipping not to mention right and so when um, other nations found oil and were were able to leverage that resource, Norway learned a lot from the Americans and from um, United Kingdom. And uh, we, um, or our forefathers more correctly, were able to set up a governance system that has worked extremely well for Norway. So we have been able to um, develop a, a sovereign wealth fund that mm -hmm. Today, we can say that um, the understanding of how to build that industry was based on the understanding of the ocean from the maritime industry. And, but today, we can take a lot of the IP and bring it over to other ocean-based industries, such as offshore wind, such as floating solar, such as um, um, aquaculture, such as electrification and automation of uh, um, shipping vessels, etc. And um, obviously, Norway wants to take its uh, uh, social responsibility and, uh, and transition into more sustainable energy sources. And you can see that by uh, the companies um, the Norwegian companies such as Equinor, for example, changing its name from Statoil to Equinor, uh, moving uh, and investing considerably more into uh, renewable uh, technologies and um, um, uh, through the Sovereign Wealth Fund, setting standards for what companies to invest in, etc. Um, so, um, we have cert certainly learned from uh, the oil and gas industry and we have to be extremely thankful for both the welfare and the knowledge that that has 
helped us uh, gain, uh, but it's certainly, um, let's say, high engagement around uh, more sustainable technologies these right, days. Right. And uh, I, I think we can see from the from the new listing on um, the Oslo Stock Exchange called Merker uh, Market that uh, there is a real passion for sustainable solutions these days. I think that's a global passion. I mean, you mentioned really interesting when you when you said that, you know, a floating solar, you know, solution in Norway. I know as as, as far north as Norway is, I know it depends on the seasons. I mean, there there are times it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's it's bright almost at midnight and then there are other times during the year that it may be dark, you know, multiple hours a day, you know. So I can see that almost being a seasonal solution versus, yes. you know, year round. But it, it's it's really interesting that 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 Norway is is kind of focusing on the solar side of things. I mean, that sounds like more of a of an equatorial, you know, uh, solution. Yes, and you're right. So uh, floating solar is not uh, it's not something that's going to be substantial to the energy mix in Norway, but Norway is a great sandbox. And so um, uh, that is a solution that is more relevant to other markets. Uh, but because we know aquaculture and because we know offshore wind, are we back we are back all right still recording there we go sorry. Okay. yeah sorry Just, about that no. i don't know what happened so we're having there every now and then I, there's a little distortion there's a little little buffering but uh, i can i can edit that out but uh okay yeah you yeah. were you were talking about kind of the the solar solution yeah so so off uh, floating solar is not the solution where norway is a big market but norway is a relevant sandbox and we see that in many um in in many situations where the Norwegian market itself is not interesting as a market, but it's very interesting as a sandbox because uh, we have um, surplus of uh, clean energy uh, from hydropower and uh, at a very reasonable cost. So it's a great uh, place to, to um, uh, both produce products, but also to for example, run data centers if you don't have to have them very close to the market, but where you are dependent on um, reliable and low cost clean energy. Right, right. That makes, so that it's makes a little bit the sense. same for solar. 
Right, right. And you said something earlier in the in the conversation about about you know the Silicon Valley kind of mentality of failing, kind of failing forward. And I was uh, I told you before I hit the record button that uh, I had watched a, a video clip of you. I think you were doing a, a seminar um, about Innovation Norway. But the interesting thing you said was that uh, you said you know, we're Norwegians or, or Scandinavians are not very good at promoting themselves um, using their CV or in, you know, for most Americans, it would be a resume. And they said, you, you said something about, you know, Americans are really good at, at like promoting themselves or, or you know, I, I guess um, marketing themselves through their CV because they, they, they can, you know, write it in such a way that, that it, uh, it looks good on paper, so to speak. But, Tell me about this this whole mentality of of kind of failing forward and why that's so important in in Scandinavia. Well, I would say we still have a long way to go with regards to um, failing fast and moving forward. And uh, uh, I think in in Silicon Valley they um, recognized a long time ago the importance of allowing your to, to fail because if you are to try and innovate there is high risk involved and mm -hmm. so you need to uh, also be prepared to to fail and um, if you don't allow yourself to fail then you may not be um, let's say uh, open to learn from and mm -hmm. accepting first you need to accept that it didn't go as well as I hoped what can I learn from it so that I'm not doing it again, or I'm adjusting slightly. And, and, and if you're not ready to say that I actually failed, then it's very difficult to learn. And uh, also, I think the, the necessity to be prepared to take a high risk, it, it's not something, um, uh, I, th I think Nordic people are used to playing with low risk and kind of you know, securing themselves, maybe it's the, the cold weather, maybe it's the, uh, the, the fact that there are not that many people, you kind of have to rely on yourself and your closest and all of that. Uh, or maybe it's just uh, a lack of role models who have really uh, grown fast, mm. scaled fast, like, like we see in Silicon Valley. Yeah. But it's not very common to to play with really high risk and accept failure in in the Nordics. It's it's something that we've started to learn over the let's say last maybe five or ten years. Well, it sounds like it. I mean, it, you've got a, a combination there where you you can kind of learn from the the DNA of Silicon Valley, but also you know utilize any of the strengths that that the Scandinavian countries would bring to bear, you know, in that kind of a, a not really nice combination. And I mean, you mentioned earlier, your background is in economics, mine is as well. So I'm gonna start with the, and that was what my, my major was in, in university as well. So I'm gonna start with the micro and then we're gonna to move to the, to the macro side of things a little bit. So micro, give me an example of, of say a, a company that you've worked with and kind of walk us through the process of, you know, how, how Innovation Norway kind of can can help or how you can help a, a company uh, move through your, your kind of business process? Yeah, so I can do one, which is uh, 
the export side. Mm -hmm. So uh, that would typically be, uh, uh, we work with a company that uh, quite a number of people internationally know today called Kahoot. It's the EdTech platform. It's the uh -huh. quiz platform. And it engages um, kids any age, <laughs> including adults. Right. Uh, to uh, to learn through quiz games online and you can develop your own games or your teacher can develop a game or a quiz etc they came at the very very early stage to our team in San Francisco back in uh, I think it was 2012 they had a, a research spin out uh, from the biggest um, technical university called uh, NTNU and um, they were looking for uh, a scalable, say, model uh, through a four-week program that we ran with them called Tech Incubator, uh, which we run out of Nordic Innovation House, which mm -hmm. is a co-working space, resource center, a networking hub for Nordic uh, entrepreneurs and Nordic leaders and investors in Valley. Uh, they, they, the team came together and found um, the new product basically developed the new product and scaled from there obviously it's been a long road and we haven't been uh, heavily involved um, throughout the process but we do provide financial services from norway we provide uh, sparring services uh, abroad and also this co-working space which they are still a part of and uh, only last week um, SoftBank actually bought about 10% of the company for 2 billion um, Norwegian kroner. So that's certainly a success for us. What's that the equivalent uh, And that's in exactly, it's about uh, a tenth. So about um, 200 million. Not a bad start for 10%. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not certainly not for a Nordic company, for sure. So, now, do you so have that's to be an Nordic example. To, to take advantage of, of the, of the co-working space, do you have to be from Scandinavian countries or is it just an interest in that as well? So you don't have to be uh, from any of the Nordic countries, but you need to have uh, a company registered in one of the Nordic uh, countries. Okay. Or you can be an American or an uh, international company wanting to establish in Norway right and that's when we would help you to identify what would be the right region for you um, what is the easiest way to establish who should you talk to of potential partners potential investors potential customers even and so within three areas uh, particularly we believe that international companies should see look to Norway, which are within um, energy, maritime and aquaculture. Mm -hmm. But also actually, if you want to pilot within um, um, smart city, the electrification of the transportation ecosystem, for example, where Norway is highly connected and highly um, electrified. And also very um, uh, regu well regulated mm -hmm. for both electric and autonomous, uh, both at land and at sea. 
And so if global companies are interested in testing out new markets or um, partnering up with the global players in these industries, Norway uh, does have that. So, um, so we would also be supportive uh, for global companies for sure. Well, you mentioned you you may have answered my second question already in the in the process of answering the first one because when I was I was thinking more on a macro scale, uh, maybe what are some you know primary industries that that uh, that you may be looking to support? And I, I know you I, I remember two of the three you mentioned. I mean, for sure the kind of the aquaculture and the and maritime and what was the third one? You you mentioned one other uh, aqua. Yeah, so energy, aquaculture, and uh, maritime. Right, yeah. is the energy sector. So, I mean, it, it sounds like to me that Norway is is really diversifying in the energy sector in in many many ways. I mean, the electrification, the solar, the, I mean, what are the either, either hydrogen, you know, generated water generated energy as well. So, what are some other you know kind of unique things that Norway is kind of just trying to as you mentioned the the term sandbox what are some other things that they're they're looking at doing yeah thank you for for asking because uh, together with the other nordic countries we do believe that we have a very strong value proposition in um e-government or govtech and um and within health uh simply because we have health data uh, categorized and registered and available for, for example, research. So we have, a, as an example, we have a collaboration with Lawrence Livermore in the US, where Norwegian health data of cancer patients is used in developing AI models in order to try and identify uh, cancer um, for women uh, before like before it actually happens, wow. so to say. So, uh, uh, and this is the same throughout the Nordic countries where all uh, cancer patients were registered back to the, around the 50s or 60s even, sorry, 60s or 50s even, yeah. uh, with complete data. And so that is something that uh, in, in the Nordic countries, we actually do trust our government with the data but we do not necessarily trust the big companies. So it's quite the opposite of what we see in the US. <laughs> exactly and, the opposite. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's and, and that also enables the governments to the governments in the Nordics to actually be a very good partner for startups because mm -hmm. um, they get to actually test it out and they get to, um, um, let's say the, the governments are also helped by seeing and experiencing the novelty that these startups can bring to the market. So it's exactly. a good, uh, it's yeah. a good match. So, so tell me if, uh, if you're speaking to our listeners and you're, you're doing kind of a, okay, here's a, here's a one minute advert, one minute, you know, promo of, of what you do. This is your time. It's your show. You know, talk to us about, you know, services that you can provide um, kind of sell us on the whole Nordic, you know, tracked entrepreneurship. So, um, 
Innovation Norway, we um, trigger sustain sustainable growth in, uh, in, in Norway, uh, either by bringing Norwegian companies into the world uh, with their sustainable solutions or by helping foreign companies establish themselves in order to test out their solutions, also to bring out, bring more sustainable products into the global marketplace. That, that, is a, that is quite a mandate that you have ahead of you because, um, I mean, it's, it is, a, the Nordic countries have, you know, a high reputation globally of, you know, just education. They have a high reputation of taking care of their, of, you know, members of society. Um, I mean, just it's, tourism is high. I mean, there are a lot of things that are going for it in, you know, in the, in the Nordic countries. And, and um, I mean, it, it would be fun to to be on the promotion board of a of an area like that that does have such a high, um, you know, visibility and high uh, popularity. I guess you know worldwide. And um, I I know that you all are doing a tremendous job, and and I know that you you have hurdles just like anybody else does to to overcome and obstacles to overcome, but. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you would just like to uh, share as we, we kind of close out today? Well, th thank you so much for saying all those uh, positive things about our region. And uh, uh, I, as we've talked about before, as soon as I have an open position in my team, I, I will <laughs> offer it to you. <laughs> uh, I work cheap. But, Go ahead. <laughs> but 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 you're but you're absolutely right. That's why that's why I love my job basically. Uh, so anybody interested in in what we can provide from from the region can go to uh, a website called explorer.no, and we'd like to uh, promote it as the Tinder of uh, sustainable um, solutions meeting needs in the global market. Um, but um, one of the things that um, I am curious about is, um, well, I would say maybe two things. Uh, I think one of the biggest benefits of the Nordics is that we are very equal societies. Um, and so the general uh, life, um, let's say, um, the, the general welfare is very high and um, it motivates people to collaborate rather than compete. And um, a that is a challenge that I see kind of developing. It, it develops in the wrong direction also in the Nordics, if you're concerned with equality as an important asset for a country, mm -hmm. but it's moving much faster. Uh, inequality is uh, developing much faster in the US. And I think that's, that's a challenge. That's a big challenge. And I'm, uh, let's say, not only curious, but I fear the consequences of that. Uh, the, because we are all so dependent on a well-functioning fun American market. Right. We have learned so much. We have learned so much. We still learn so much. And, and we need the U.S. to be that, you know, market of the, of the big dreams and the big ambitions and the, the big 
successes and results, etc. The big inspiration and role model in so many, so many ways. The other thing is obviously what um, this pandemic that mm, has hit us for all. Sure, yeah. How is that affecting market dynamics? And as far as um, we can see, uh, sustainability has been put much higher on the agenda in general. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Definitely in the Nordics, but I think also in, in the US. Uh, but, but I also see that uh, investors in, for example, Silicon Valley, they, they don't seem to care that much where the company is from anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully when we move out of this pandemic, uh, we have learned that it's totally fine to meet over Zoom right. or whatever tool it is, TechSip, whereby, just to mention some of the Norwegian innovations <laughs> in that space, <laughs> always take the opportunity. That's right. Um, but uh, no, that's going to be really interesting to see. And I'm, I'm really hopeful that uh, that has put, put us in a more equal position so to say in the competition with uh, for example silicon valley based right. companies i mean you you mentioned when we chatted a couple of days ago you mentioned the idea of you know the kind of the nordic environment is a very flat structure and i think yeah. that that's actually being you know playing itself out uh, as truth globally you know i think the with the pandemic and and working remotely being able to work from anywhere um, really taking advantage of kind of the, you know, voiceover internet technology like Zoom or something like that and have these virtual meetings, cutting down on travel. Um, I mean, it really is more of a, uh, you know, a virtual world and borders come down when you start talking about virtual worlds, when you tar start talking about a global workforce. And I think it, it, it just provides mm -hmm. opportunities for people in, in countries that previously did not have this, this opportunity. And I also think that, you know, time zones become less relevant. Um, you know, travel is yeah. less relevant and it's, it's going to be interesting to see. We, I don't believe we will ever go back to what we were before, um, you know, pre-COVID uh, times because you see it in, in some of the largest tech players in the world, you know, are, are moving to almost a full time, you know, virtual workforce. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll be spread virtually sure. all over the world. So this, this may be a great time to, uh, to innovate and to, and to be on the cutting edge. And it sounds like you all are very much so on the cutting edge and especially in, in some really unique, you know, industries or genres. And um, I just, I want to applaud you for, for doing that. I love the, the whole concept of, of uh, you know, the putting countries together economically and marrying them together economically and trying to create a trade route, so to speak, or, you know, the trade routes from 2000 years ago, you know, that we're kind of rebuilding uh, through a virtual space. And it's just really going to be fun to kind of see what, what happens in the Nordic countries in the next few years. And, and I know that you all, you know, have played a big part in that. So just thank you for joining us today and just sharing your story and just playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Crow, it's been great having you today. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's been great uh, being a guest on the show too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care.